All right, let's check in with Vaughn Palmer from the Vancouver Sun this morning. So much for us to talk about. Good morning, Vaughn. Good morning, Simi. That was a discouraging briefing yesterday. It really was. I was talking to Gord about this earlier that it just it's frustrating because it feels like people are trying to say to the people in charge, hey, we have a problem and we want you to do something about it. And they're saying, no, we don't think the problem is as bad as you're saying it is. Yeah, I mean, it is frustrating. And... Standing on the sidelines looking at it, because I wasn't waiting on the phone line yesterday like some of my colleagues to ask questions, I go, well, I agree with what Gordon and you said that Adrian Dix and Dr. Henry look tired. I'm not surprised. It must have been grueling. They've been on this file for over a year. The results are incredibly discouraging and all of that. So I accept all that. But on the news media side, our colleagues... All these questions that are being asked are stuff that's just pouring into us, right? We're hearing it from every corner now. People in the healthcare system are speaking out with their doubts. We're hearing from doctors. We're hearing from nurses. And so you're just asking the questions. And uh, my collective impression yesterday was the questions aren't welcome And the answers aren't all that helpful at times. I mean, I heard Dr. Henry say we've misunderstood her. I've heard her say that um, all things uh, they are doing as aggressively as they can. They're responding as aggressively as we can, where I just have to doubt that statement. Uh She says, I'm not sure what data you want, to be honest. Well, I think the questions have made that clear. And she says, sort of, we have to play the hand we're dealt. Well, she affects all of that. So it was a frustrating session. Uh, The thing that also gets me, too, is that she thinks that the current restrictions are sufficient if people follow the rules. Do we not have enough evidence that people are not following the rules? (laughs) That's the problem, right? I mean, again, it's not funny, but there is an irony there. Yeah, I'm sure if the the, the current restrictions uh, would be adequate if everyone were following the rules, but She's presenting the evidence that we are having a rise in cases. She says the two main culprits, the two she identified yesterday anyway, are social gatherings indoors that's happening all over the place and unnecessary travel. Well, government collectively in this province does have the power to affect both of those things. It may not be very nice to do it, but there are options there. It isn't just that we have to sit here and take what's coming at us. Yes, that's true, but things can be done. Um, The big one, and I've heard you already talking about to uh, Gord about this this morning, but worth emphasizing, is Dr. Henry said she told us this. She figures on the variant spread, we're about a month behind Ontario. Okay, so time to act now then. Yeah, why not be proactive? I mean, Ontario is doing rough stuff, and other jurisdictions are doing rough, rougher stuff than we are. Um, if we took action now, wouldn't it be helpful? I get, of course, the feedback, and I'm sure you do. I know our colleagues in the news media get it, which is, Dr. Henry's doing the best she can. You're not an epidemiologist. You can't criticize her. Well, I'm just going to take something. I'm going to take something Dr. Henry herself said. So she said, she says she doesn't believe in second guessing. But about a month ago, she gave an interview where she said, 
looking back on the second wave, that's the one that went through last fall while the government was in caretaker mode. Looking back on that now, she wishes she'd followed her spidey sense. She felt things were going worse, but her colleagues in public health went, no, no, we think we have it under control. So, so she second-guessed herself then. So I think it's perfectly legitimate Absolutely. to do now what Dr. Henry has done herself about the second wave, which is saying, what's your spidey sense telling you now? Because we're hearing from doctors and people in the healthcare system who admire her and respect her, but wonder if we've got it right this time. There's just so many questions. Like I, I compare what went on on Whistler to say what happened at Big White, where Big White, you know, they called in help from the RCMP to help them enforce what was going on, you know, when the ski hills were closed in the evening. Whistler just seemed to be okay with people partying, and look where that got us. Yeah, and you know, there's the other thing that came out yesterday, which is frustration from our colleagues over the inability to get detailed answers and detailed data. There's a lag in reporting, a lag in what we're getting. Uh, Whistler is a good example. You know, we've heard the rumors out of that, that it's the Brazilian thing. Is, uh, we, there's more cases than we've been told uh, because there's a lag in reporting the data. There's been a suggestion that that's part of what's the story with the Canucks. Um, you know, again... The the answers, like I don't. There was one point yesterday where I thought, I don't know what's more frustrating: the lack of data or being told that it's being provided. Because we heard both things yesterday, and again, I I, I recognize this is a complicated story and it's very very difficult. But I also think that one of the problems that we face in our business, persuading people that everything possible is being done and that we're on the right track, huh. is we have our own doubts about whether or not we're getting all the data as fast as we can. Again, I will draw your attention to a story on the front page of the Globe and Mail today, which says that, quoting data, British Columbia has dispensed only about 70% of the vaccine it's been provided. Well, of course, there is a delay because shipments arrive regularly and it takes time to get them out there. But 70%, that's a much lower number than we've heard from the government. And it's out there. <laughs> Question right. needs to be asked. But what will be the reaction, you know, if somebody from the Globe on Thursday, when, you know, we get to another one of these sessions, they try to answer the question, and it's clear it's one of the ones they're not really that interested in answering. They do, you know, you can tell sometimes, Simi, we hear it. Um, you ask one question, and they change ground and give you a different answer. It is so frustrating. I've found those press conferences to be increasingly frustrating because it does feel like they're being alerted to problems and they're just not listening to what those problems yeah, are. Yeah, and there's, you know, there's a lot of repetition. There's, uh, I, I wish uh, Health Minister Adrian Dix would stop with the little rhymes. They were kind of cute a year ago yeah, and, and morale building. But again, you know... It, Again, Dr. Henry says, well, you know, there's been some complacency. I'll say. Some. You know. <laughs> and again, so you go, like, ah, boy. Uh, What's I, it I really take? do think that the questions that are coming at us are legitimate. There isn't yeah. enough time to get all of them in. I know our colleagues are frustrated, waiting on the line, not getting a chance to ask their questions. Uh, I think... 
um, in the in the current time. I think that's why public confidence is being shaken. And I would say for the first time, because yeah. I think there was a, a a very high level of confidence, well deserved through the first wave, and. The second wave, I think the doubts started there, but right now, I think the doubts are significant, and with all due respect to Dix and Dr. Henry, they need to address this, because I think it's shaking public confidence in their ability to get done what needs to happen. I agree with you. Uh, on the plus side, though, I think the yeah. one positive thing from yesterday, for sure, is the fact that the website went live for people to register for vaccinations and didn't seem to be any problems. Yeah, you know, I uh, was uh, doing my skeptic thing again and going, well, it wouldn't be the first time one of these things crashed. So I, I got to say, I, I went on at 8 o'clock or eight, three minutes after 8 with my entire tech supportment support department behind me, which is my wife, Dale, who can handle these things much better than I. doesn't have any anger management issues at all around these things. And gosh, I was registered in, in a matter of minutes, just as they promised. I have a, a confirmation Good. number. And when my age cohort, 69, arrives uh, in the next week or two, um, I will get an email telling me I can now go and uh, get a, a, a time and a place for a vaccination. So uh, this is uh, this system. I mean, this system is awesome. I have to say, incredibly it sophisticated, well. yeah. and it seems to be working. Which Not you would. know, people may come from all over the world to study this. What you had an app this complicated that worked first time? What's going on? Well, they let's say the first of all, they learn from their mistakes. Second of all, I'm knocking wood on that one because you never know what might happen. Vaughn, thank you yeah. so much for your time. Okay, bye bye. Have a good day. That's Vaughn Palmer from the Vancouver. Son.